Hello. Welcome to the Haas Lady Podcast, where I help you declutter your life and your home. Hello, everyone. Hey, guess what? I have a secret. It is my birthday month. I am turning that age where you can't remember how old you are and you have to do math. I mean, seriously, I don't feel that old, but I guess in the scheme of things, if I live to be 90, I'm only halfway there. <laughs> Whoops, I guess. I guess you can do the math now. <laughs> but I was thinking today back on my years, and I think my generation really did have a pretty wackadoodle bringing up, right? Like, we went from having to sit in the hallway and fight over one phone in the house to sitting around and everyone in the house staring down at their own phones. I can remember going from hauling all my school supplies with me to the library to do a research paper for my senior year, and now everything is a click away from the comfort of your home. And I can even remember when I worked at a bank during that transition from paper processing into digital processing, the debit card scared the living daylights out of many of my customers. And how weird is it that I was able to get a mortgage and sell a car without one piece of paper? It was all on my phone. But that's the way it is, right? We live in a world that is going paperless. And you know, that does make me wonder how the folks over at Dunder Mifflin are doing these days. All right. So for the newcomers, Haas, H-O-S-S, Home Organization Simplification Specialist. I have turned my passion project into a reality by helping others organize their lives just like you. Today, we're going to talk about paper. How is it that in an ever-increasingly paperless world, our lives still seem so bogged down with paper? So when I asked my group in our 52-week to a clutter-free life challenge, what is the one thing you want to hear about next? Paper was what everyone wanted to hear about. So yes, it is still an issue. Full disclosure, I am not a beast at keeping paperwork under control, but I am so, so much better than I used to be. See, there are two ways to address the paper issue. First, we have to talk about how to clear out the stuff we have now. And then second, we have to learn the best practices of how to maintain the papers that pile up. This is what I used to do. <laughs> And if you do this, let's just embrace rule number one together. We shall not judge each other. Okay? What I used to do is I would get the mail, pick out a few pieces I probably needed to open, and place the rest on some random flat surface, usually like a kitchen counter. Then I would open the couple pieces of mail that I actually need to see. I would lay those papers back on top of that pile with the envelopes and all. And when that pile of mail got too big or felt too cluttery, 
I would take it all and throw it in a giant Rubbermaid tub that I kept in my closet. And when that box filled up, and I mean like stuffed to the gills, no room for anything, I would take that box out and sit in front of the TV and spend an afternoon sorting the trash from the trash. (laughs) See, it was all junk. In an age where everything is going paperless, there really is no reason to have a crap ton of papers, especially mail and bills. And I know you were probably raised just like I was. We were told not to throw anything away, especially bank statements or utility bills, because you'll need them one day when the men in black come to your front door and say they're going to audit everything. (laughs) No, guys, no. Just know, you do not have to keep the bank statements. I promise you that any bank you go to in the year 2022 is going to be able to supply you with an entire decade of bank statements. Not that you would ever need that many, but somewhere down the road, you probably learned that you needed to keep these things, but you really don't. Call your bank. Go to their website. Sign up for e-statements. If you're anything like I was, you were just afraid to throw things away. And not just because you might get selected for some mystery audit, but your personal information is on everything, right? And not many people own their own shredder, so they can't bear to throw things away that could potentially lead to identity theft. Yeah, I get it too. Society did a great job of scaring us to death. And it is a valid concern, okay? I am not making fun of that. It is a valid concern. So if you do have a lot of old mail or papers that have extremely sensitive information, then yeah, get yourself a little shoebox to hold those shred-worthy papers. However, guys, if the only information on the paper is your name and address, just throw it away. Remember, it was only a few years ago that every single person had access to this really weird book called The Phone Book. (laughs) Well, everyone also had access to your name and address and phone number. Could you imagine that being the case now? And now, with everything going digital, you need to be more worried about how strong your passwords are rather than worry about throwing away utility bill. I promise the hackers who are out to steal your identity aren't digging through your trash. They're digging through your email in a basement somewhere a thousand miles away. So you can pretty much get rid of like 90% of the papers. That's, That's basically all I'm saying. You're holding on to things you really don't need to. Now, some things are important to keep, obviously, like tax documents and receipts. But again, a lot of these things can be sent to you digitally. But if not, here is what I do with the papers that I know not to throw away. I have a few binders that I keep page protectors in, like empty ones too. And as important papers come in, that I need to hold on to, I will take the binder out, pop the paper in, 
and done. Super easy. But hold on. Let me tell you about my Bible first. <laughs> so, my ex-husband was military. And my dad, who was also military, had told my ex this. The only word of advice I have for you is to get a binder and keep every piece of paper they hand you. We did just that. I think that binder was like four inches thick. And if you have ever been military, you know that you're going to need birth certificates and important papers and marriage certificates and social security cards and licenses. Basically, all the super duper important papers. And you will need to have these readily available, like, all the time. So, I was not about to put all our important things in the military binder. Mm -mm. So, I created my own little book. I wish I could tell you where I got it, but it is like this vinyl spiral book with pockets and pouches. And I have one page for each member of the family. I keep their birth certificate, immunization papers, copy of a driver's license, and they have these little pouches with a button in it, just like secure contents of little things. And that's where I put the social security cards. So we call this book the Bible because it contains all the important papers. And I keep that book in a very safe place. So if we ever needed to just up and move all at a moment's notice, I would have everything in one place ready to go. And here we are, 11 years later, and I still have that Bible. I never have to dig or search for any important papers. Then from this experience, I also created some binders for other paper documents that I wanted to keep a hold of, and I have one for my career. I keep my reviews and resumes, letter of recommendations, and page protectors. I have a binder for the kids' school papers. Not the stick figure drawings and the thousands of worksheets they bring home daily, but the report cards, the standardized testing results, the college admission letters, the IEP and 504 reports. If you know, you know. Again, I use page protectors and have a bunch of extras in there at the back. So as I get more papers, I just pop them in the page protector sleeve and it's done. For tax papers, now I keep three years plus the current year's taxes in an accordion file folder. Super easy to pop those in there as they come to me. I used to do the binder thing for taxes, but really most everything I need can be found online. But you know, they do mail those things out and rather than risk it, those I'll just keep. And speaking of taxes, <laughs> what is the saying? The only thing you can count on is death and taxes. Well, I don't know, whatever it is. I do keep all my mom's estate papers together. And when we were going through her desk and all her papers, we kept very few things. She was definitely from that era of keeping everything for years and years. And even the small bins of paperwork we kept just in case. I actually only had to touch a very few pieces of those paper within the last 10 months. So like, I'm saying probably less than five. So 
so that tells me that I did not even need to keep all those things. But whatever. I mean, everything can be found online these days. So when you're going through your piles of paper, really ask yourself if you can get this online somewhere. Can they replicate that in some easy form or fashion? If you threw it away, what personal information would be compromised? And then just take all the papers, make a pile of things that need to be shredded, another pile for keep to be filed, another for trash, and then just have fun with it. Okay, that's kind of a stretch, but but yeah, just sit down with a binge-worthy Netflix show and just make your piles. In the end, you should have a lot of trash, some to shred, and very little to keep and file. Then you can take that file and keep pile and make your binders leaving extra page protectors in there to add more later. And if binders is not your thing, you can find a system that you like file folders in a filing cabinet, an accordion folder. But don't put the important things to keep in a box. That's my only thing. That's not going to save you any stress when it comes to finding those things later. All right. So now you have your shred box that you are going to take to be shredded because you have already done a little research in your area to find out what places will take papers to be shredded. Then you haul off your bags of trash to the dump. Then you make your binders and place them neatly on a bookcase. The next day you go to the mailbox and the cycle starts all over again. The best advice I have ever heard, and I wish I could remember where I heard this, but when you get your mail, walk inside and stand over the trash can. Go straight to the trash can. Do not stop at go. Do not collect $200. Go straight to the trash can. Open everything that needs attention. Throw the envelope away. Throw the junk mail away. Throw away anything that does not need attention. Then place those papers in a bin and get yourself a paper-sized bin, not a big old giant shoebox, from any office supply department and label that sucker. Label it needs attention. If it is a bill that needs to be paid, when you sit down to pay bills, you just have that one piece of paper out of the box at a time. No extra shit, no envelopes and jewelry store pamphlets and coupon books to dig through. And then like as you pay each bill, just place that paper in another box labeled to be shredded. And that, yeah, that can be a shoebox. But guys, honestly, you can reduce even more stress if you just signed up for e-statements and billing. In fact, a lot of places will give you an incentive for doing that. It's just less work for everyone involved. Unfortunately, I do understand there are some businesses who are not there yet. So we just do what we have to do, right? And we need a system for when we get those papers. And I also get asked about what to do with kids' schoolwork. Because we all know that you can't throw away little Zach's blue octopus painting. So 
If you have young children who bring home a ton of paper, here's a good system you can follow. If a child has something that needs to be signed, it goes in a bin or on a particular designated spot on the countertop or something. I mean, guys, your child is in school. They are most likely learning about responsibility and are asked on the regular to put their things in a particular spot at school. So why should they have it any different at home? The child can place the papers to be signed in a spot for you to sign. And that may not be a perfect system. I mean, I get it. Sometimes you do have to go digging through the backpack just to find something. You just come up with a system that works for you. But what about the blue octopus painting? There are a couple of ways to do this. One way is to create a display area, like the refrigerator or a wall. They get to display their favorite artwork there. And then you can take those down and rotate out with a new one. Or you can do this really fun thing. I did this with my mom's paintings after she died. So my Joe spent hours standing in a chair, scanning image after image into a PDF maker. And guys, you can use anything. You can just use your normal camera. But when he was done, I took those digital images to Walgreens and had little miniature spiral notebooks made with all of my mom's art. I mean, I could never frame it all. But now... I have these little books that I pull out sometimes and brag on my mom's talent. The book is the size of a piece of bread. So you can do this one piece at a time, or you can chuck them in a box and wait until the end of the year, pull out your top 20 favorites, and turn them into a picture book. So yeah, I had a lot more to say about paper than I realized. And I get it. I know you have a lot of kids worksheets and school papers and all of these things if you want to just throw them in a box and then at the end of the school year just take them and dump them just get rid of them there's very few things you need to keep like the mail 99% of the stuff your kid brings home is just it's not worth keeping so keep your favorites create a little binder for the really important papers and make little picture books or scrapbooks with the art that they want to keep. The best tip for you is this. As paper enters your house, give it a specific home immediately. Even if that home is in a box that says needs attention, most of the papers that come into your home are just trash. And anything worth saving, you will have already created a home with binders and a filing system. So, this week's call to action. Do some research about where locally you can take your papers to be dropped off and shredded. I take mine to the UPS store, and they do it right there in front of me, and it's super duper easy and very cheap. So guys, until next time, let's keep going on the snowball challenge. And if you don't know what that is, you need to be in our 52 Weeks to a Clutter-Free Life Challenge on Facebook. You can find information on my website at thehosslady.com. And guys, don't forget, I'm still offering free one-on-one -on -one coaching for anyone needing a little extra help getting started on their decluttering. 
information on coaching and the challenge can be found on my website or you can email me at thehosslady at gmail.com. So guys, that's it. Just remember, don't put it down, put it away. Let's get to it. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to my Hoss Lady podcast. My name is Becky and I cannot wait to share more ideas with you to help you get your environment and your mind to a more organized space. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Please leave me a review and share with your friends. Until next time, let's get to it.